Check it out, uh. I'm back and I'm better. I've been patient, encouraging changes. I'm speaking new language. Just the thoughts of a joke. Only people who've been round will know. I'm talking about owning something, giving my homie some, teaching their youth how to survive. You owe me nothing. I'm just a young black man with a dream and a plan. These are my thoughts as I share them with the land. Thoughts of an average show. Just the thoughts of an average show. Uh -huh. Thoughts of an average show. Just the thoughts of an average show. Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of an Average Joe Podcast. My name is Troy Jackson, man, your favorite average Joe, and I'm back. And I'm, I'm doing, doing something a little bit different today. Today I'm going to basically, I'm recording outside uh, with one of my homies from, from high school. And these, we're near the airport. So if you hear the airplanes, don't worry about it. I wanted to try something different. But I want to introduce my guest, man. What's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good, man. Just happy to be here. Blessed. You know, live another day. Uh, appreciate you coming out here. Um, once again, like Troy said, apologize for the plane noise. But we're literally right by the airport. Um, they take off about every two to three minutes. But, you know, we're going to deliver some good content. I just have to uh, get through the noise. But it, it'll be worth it. Always, man. Always, man. Um, I definitely appreciate you getting on, man. I remember when you first said that you had listened. You was a fan. I was like, yo, I did not expect that. I was like, he he likes. I was like, he likes my shit. So like, I'm definitely excited to get you on, man. Um, and I know we definitely talked about a couple of things. So today we, I know we we're gonna touch on like financial literacy, black wealth, Most and relationships. So yes, what is your definition of of wealth? My. My definition of wealth, you know, if we're going to talk about, you know, generational wealth and, you know, something that you can, that'd be something that I can pass down, you know, to, to my family, uh -huh. you know, something that, you know, I have here and now in the present, but when I'm gone, you know, it's, it's something that I can, I can give, you know, to my children, um, in terms of just being, you know, wealth or like someone says like, you know, that they're wealthy. You know, to me, that's it's to me, it's just financial independence. It's being able to make decisions without having to think about finances in the most like point blank period answer I could give you. Mm -hmm. It's just being able to make decisions, you know, and not worrying, you know, should I do this? Or, okay. you know, what are the consequences, you know, of me taking this trip or okay. buying this car, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so I went on uh, investopedia dot com, did a little bit of uh, did a little bit of digging myself, and it says uh, definition of wealth. Wealth measures the value of all the assets of the of worth owned by a person, community, company, or country. Wealth is determined by taking the total market value of all physical and intangible assets owned, then subtracting all debts. Essentially, wealth is the accumulation of scarce of scarce resources. Specific people, organizations, and nations are said to be wealthy when they are able to accumulate many valuable resources or goods. Wealth can be contrasted to income in that wealth is a stock and income is a flow, and it can be seen in either absolute or relative terms. It's pretty much it's pretty much what you said. Uh, a more technical, like a definition of announcement. Yeah, I mean, basically what you just said is taking all your assets and subtracting the liabilities. Mm -hmm. And that's well, that, I mean, that's that's what your net worth is, you know, by by definition. So, yeah, that's, that's correct. I feel like a lot of people. Like, for example, like I feel like when it comes to us African-Americans, like I, I think sometimes we get wealth and rich confused. Right. Uh, the, I agree. I, I definitely agree. And I think we think we have a perception of what rich is and it's not real wealth like if we see some someone you know driving down the street in a mercedes or an audi you know we can we automatically assume that or correlate that with you know rich or that person must make a lot of money uh -huh. um, that person must be well off and i really learned um that that's not the case you know a lot of people a lot of people keep up with the joneses uh -huh. you know they they feel it they fit in with a uh, a certain clique and they feel like 
you know, to fit in with this group A of people, this is what I must drive. This is what I must wear. Um, and maybe I can't afford these things outright, but you know, I can finance. And you know, finance is not real wealth. Like if you, if you're gonna finance everything that you have, if everything is on credit, then that's that's not wealth. That's not that's not being rich. Exactly. I mean, that's that's poor. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Exactly. People, um, I saw something. I saw something on Facebook uh, not too long ago. Someone someone asked a question. It was that. It was that question. Like it was. Uh, what is your definition of like? Uh, or how much money do you have to make? This is what it was. How much money do you have to make a year to be considered rich? Uh. And there was a lot of comments, and it was fluctuating from you know all over. Every, everyone had their own personal answer. I saw everything from I don't know eighty thousand, you know two hundred fifty thousand up to eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh-huh. And the thing, um, the thing is, is that you know it's not. It's never about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep. Okay. You know what? What are you keeping? It's uh-huh. about how much money you, that's coming in. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I, one thing I learned is material things doesn't equal wealth. Money does. Like, for example, and I feel like some of the issues that we have is, like, for example, like when you see pro athletes, they're rich. That's an example of rich. Tyler Perry, that's an example of being wealthy. Right. That, and, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, Tyler Perry's, you know, wealth is, I mean, beyond words. Uh, you know, another. you're talking about another, you know, billionaire. He's... He's in a different category. And uh-huh. the thing is, with a lot of athletes, and this is what Marshawn Lynch was talking about uh-huh. that little speech. You know, he's talking to the younger athletes about being smart, you know, with their money. Because in the right now, you know, they they bring in a, such a high income, uh-huh. an income that they're never going to see. Soon as, soon as they can no longer play the sport, they'll never see that income again. Exactly. So they can have, you know, riches for the moment, but... It, it's what they do with that money to set themselves up to become wealthy. Exactly. It goes back to, it goes back to that generation wealth I was talking about. They want to. You want to set yourself up so you can take that money and have it be able to pass it down to your children. But no, I feel you. Um, I think part. I think part of our problem is is that, like for example, pro athletes. For example, most of them are coming from like. Not want to say like. Not well sold off background. So when they see this money, it's the first thing is, oh, you know, I got to buy this. I got to buy that. I got to, you know, look the part as opposed to taking that money, making sure all your bills are paid and investing it in stocks or something to where your money to where you can make your money grow instead of blowing your money. Right. So, I mean, not. And on top of that, you know, they they get they're pressured into a lot of like, you know, as soon as you get that money, as soon as you get that check, it's all right. I got to look out for everybody, Uh which you know, I and I understand. I mean, certain people. Yeah, of course, you're gonna look out for your mom and your dad. You know, all the people. You know, that was there for you to help you get there. But there comes to a point where you can't help everyone. Uh-huh. You know, you can't put yourself in a situation. You can't compromise your own future. You know, your own wealth for someone else. No matter who it is, you just you can't do it. Correct. And um, you know, this is one of the things that we don't we didn't learn back in high school or you know any any at even in college i didn't uh-huh. have any type of finance classes or how to manage how to manage money you know i i, I learned the typical you know you got you want to save you know save x amount of dollars uh this month out of your paycheck but i was never really taught like you know what are the best ways to go about of you know building my wealth making my money work for me like especially when it comes to passive income uh-huh. and generating different you know avenues revenue streams you know that's that's key that's one of the biggest parts of um creating wealth is creating different avenues of revenue having more than one um most you know most millionaires uh there's you know i've I've read i've read a lot of books and from my readings it seems like you know the average millionaire can have like five to seven different revenues of income Uh so it's just that's just something to, uh, to think about and also you know when it comes to you know our the black community and our in our our community we don't have conversations like this nope you know def- definitely not enough and definitely not often you know I, I can count on one hand how many times you know I, I talk to a friend 
or someone that just really really like looks like me about you know financial literacy and financial freedom and there's such still a huge gap between um wealth within race and i read something a while ago uh this was uh, a stat from two years ago um so it's somewhat still relevant but i read that one in uh seven no no i'm sorry one in 15 white families are millionaires uh-huh. so uh and that could be like you know you have a million dollars in all your assets combined your house 401ks iras um, whatever type of retirement accounts you have they add up to a million dollars so one in 15 you know white american families compared to african-american families one in 50 so uh-huh. there's such that 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 huge gap that's there that needs to be closed uh-huh. um, so this is you know something that i'm glad that you know you're doing and get knowledge out there so more people can start to think about it start to think about uh you know their future their retirement um you know the longer we go on once you start to get past you know thir- your 30s 35 uh-huh. 40s you know it becomes you start to lose on that it's kind of like a competitive advantage uh-huh. the earlier you start investing the better it is correct uh, the longer a compound interest works in your favor um, and the longer you go without making any of those moves, um, you don't you don't you can't get that time back. Exactly. So time is the most precious um, commodity when it comes to to building wealth. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like I said, you just can't get that time. So it's important that we get this information out, or that people continue to learn and pass this information down to the younger cousins, to their brothers, you know, to the kids, you know, so they can start early. So, damn that is loud. <laughs> Jeez, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out where that's coming from. Like, yo, that is, I know y'all can hear this. That is, I'm just trying to wait for a second. You, you ever, you ever uh, been on a bike? You ever have a motorcycle? Nah. Uh, yeah, I used to ride a couple years, man. Every time I hear them go by, I get, I get like goosebumps. I okay. It's it. a lot of fun. All right. Fun. So, why do you think that us? In the black community, we don't have these conversations more. And why do you and why do you think it's not taught in the schools? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm still trying to fix my credit right now. But if this was taught in the schools, I would probably have a better understanding and probably wouldn't have made some of the decisions that I made in my 20s. Uh, well, good question on why they don't teach it in school. I have no idea. I mean, and being taught in schools would be just useful for everybody. Exactly. I mean, just, you know everyone and it's something that's so useful in the real world instead of getting out of uh, high school and, and college and learning it as you go um, and then when you f- or figuring out when it's uh, you know it's too late or it's you know you lost you know a decade of time that you could have been investing your money uh-huh. it's it's something that I just I don't I don't understand there's there's so many things in school that we learn that are not applicable like you know you don't use those things every day in real life correct and these are things that are that are important it helps it sets it sets you up for success um a when you're ready to retire like at a normal retirement age at uh, 65 people you usually retire Uh or you can take this information and there's something called the uh the fire community uh financial independence retire early okay that's something else these are a group of of uh, people that want to retire to leave the workforce early, usually in their early 40s or sometimes as early, like in their like their earlier mid 30s, uh-huh. which is insane. So they they are on some different stuff. I mean, they really live a very frugal life, and they usually save like 60 per 60 to 80 percent of the income, which is doable. But it's like you're get you're giving up. You got to give up a few things. Uh-huh. You got to you got to give up on a lot of just enjoying life if you ask me and i'm not quite willing to to go to go that far and to do that (laughs) i still want to enjoy my every day to day and i still want to create those great memories Uh but yeah to circle back to why they teach in they don't teach in schools i don't know but you know they they really they really need to and as far as you know why we don't you know talk about it it's it's I think it just goes down to like 
past generations because it was never it was never taught to you know to our parents uh-huh. or to our grandparents uh-huh. and we also don't and relatively speaking we don't come from wealth so yes we, we never had wealth uh-huh. to, to, to pass down and you know we never had wealth to teach kids about like hey this this is what we're giving you this is how you maintain it and this is how you attain it uh-huh. so i think that's a huge reason why it's not talked about in our community nah i feel you um i feel you like i said i wish like growing up like because I, I remember i'm like 22 and i get this credit card and it's like you know 1500 and then right. somehow over the next like see that's how they get you because i was at 1500 and then i paid most of it down they increased my limit then i went yeah. to school and they had the money for it then they kept increasing it so now it's like i ain't gonna lie oh i have like I have like a seven thousand dollar credit limit that I'm trying to pay off, and I'm like, how the hell did I get myself into this? But I'm thinking like, if I was taught this, right. I would have been like, okay, maybe I don't need this right now, or I would have waited till I was in a better, more financial secure situation with income that's going that's going to be consistent. Because that was my problem when I did it. I didn't really have no income that was consistent. It was like, oh snap, I got this money. I'm in college. Let me burn through this. Yeah, and that that's the, I, we all. I think most of us. Most of us are victims of that. I did the same thing. As soon as you get a credit card, it's like it's like all right, green light. Like all right, this is my this is my money. I'm gonna just spend it, and then I'll worry about it later. Uh-huh. But the thing that you don't really think about is, or that you may not even know about, is the the interest that compounds month over month, uh-huh. year over year. When you leave a balance on your on your every month, you leave a balance. It just compounds yep. to the next month. And that's when compound interest is working against you when you're utilizing credit cards in that way. Um, but credit cards are a great tool uh-huh. as long as you know how to utilize it. Correct. Um, as long as you keep a zero balance you know, on your credit cards every month, there, there are no issues. Because now you know, credit cards are used by you know by the wealthy you know uh-huh. uh, that's how people fly for free uh-huh. eat for free points um cash back you know i know people that pay all their all their bills it's a com it's a it's a common thing to do uh-huh. pay all your bills on your credit card rack up those points and then just pay it off and then you know it's it's a way to to, to travel for free um like i said to take vacations to eat to go out um you know on their dollar uh-huh. so as long as it's used responsibly um it's it's a good tool but you're right when, when when we get them for the most part no no one no one really teaches you like how to how to use them and then as long as you see that credit limit you know you'll, you'll run that joint up in, in no time yep you're, and you'll open another one yep and same goes that one before you know it you can be in tens of thousands of dollars in in debt and then it can be, man, it can be hard to, to claw your way out of that. Mm, it really can. Yeah. It can be extremely hard. I'm still trying to claw my way out of it now. It can be extremely yeah. hard. I'm just sitting there going like, bruh, why? Like, it's just to the point to where, like, I don't even, like, like, it, it got to the point to where I just shredded my card. And I was like, I shredded it. And I was like, I'll just wait for them to send me a new one when it when it, when it it's time to get a new one. Because otherwise, I'm like, I'm going to look at it. So I was like, let me shred it. Let me go ahead and try to pay off. Let me let me pay this down. So then that way, because I, I look at it as... If I shred it, I can't use it, right. and right. I don't. And I don't have no desire right now to call them and be like, "Hey, I need a new one because I'm trying to pay it off." I'm tired of y'all calling my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's the best option for a lot of people is just to cut it up, get rid of it, um, and you know it's important to, to get that debt out of there. Um, you know, one is when you free up that debt, you're giving yourself a raise. Uh-huh. Um, you know, if you pay. If you're paying $80 or $100 a month on your credit card, you know, once you pay it off, that frees up $100 every month. Exactly. And so I think that's what, exactly. And I think that's what people, that's what people feel to realize. Like it's same thing when it comes to cars. Like exactly. if I have like right now, I got 2012 Honda Civic. I got like 10 grand left on it. I'm trying to pay, trying to pay this down. Like, cause everybody's talking to me like, yo, cause I like my, that's just some stuff that's wrong with my car. Like my AC don't work, so to get it fixed, it's like two grand, uh-huh. and it has like over two hundred thousand miles on it. But I'm thinking if I could pay it off, get my AC fixed, and just fix it up, 
I'd rather just do that than get a new car and owe like, you know, four something a month on it when I could just, when, I, when all I got to do is rub up the insurance and I don't got to worry about no payments. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and it, and of course, when it comes to payments, you know, it's, it's nowhere near what a credit card is, is, but that, that interest. Exactly. Exactly. You know, credit cards are insane. The average is like 18, 20% interest. Uh-huh. You know, cars are much lower, but, but still, I mean, this is, especially a lot of people pay they pay the minimum payment. Yep. They pay the minimum just to get by. They just think, all right, if my bill, you know, if they're only charging me fifty six sixty dollars, I'm gonna just char- I'm gonna just pay that uh-huh. because that's what I got and that's what I'm gonna give it to them. But they they don't look they don't look at the whole picture. They don't realize in interest how much money you're paying. And a lot of times, you know, especially when it comes to a to a car. I mean, you can get close to paying what you paid in a car just in interest alone. Uh huh. So exactly. It's 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 important to 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 think about those things before you you take on that so i mean me i i mean hey i would love i would love a new car i mean but i don't have a car payment uh-huh. i don't want a car payment yeah it's you you're saying it's just so you're just so much freer yeah, like it, it, free, it frees up my it frees up my income i mean I, I got and i got student loans i'm paying down too so i can only imagine like if i, I had to pay the student loans down damn then i got a car payment i'm like i'm like no nah, like that's that's that money is that I don't have to pay for a car payment. I'm able to throw that extra money at my student loans. Exactly. Exactly. Like I know I, I worked out some type of deal with my bank to where uh my car so my car payment normally is three thirty like three three hundred thirty eight dollars. Okay. And I worked it out so where the next year and a half is two hundred it's two hundred dollars. So basically what I've been doing is is I basically been putting what my normal car payment would be on the car so okay. that way because it's a because now that it's lower it's less interest as well so i can try to pay this down as quick as possible right as opposed to just like i said putting them in putting the minimum minimum payment on it and you're not really you're not, you're not really, you're not really doing much so that's what i'm not really doing nothing. exactly you're not really doing nothing and really and once you start getting up in these high interest loans and these high balances Sometimes your monthly payments are not even covering the interest. Exactly, like you just, you just moving backwards. On one of my credit cards, it was like I, I can't remember how much I owed, but the minimum payment was like one fifty, but interest was like a hundred dollars. So like I'm not, I was like I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> like I'm not doing nothing at all. It's like yeah, I'm putting this money on there, but because the interest is so high. It's it's barely making any progress. Exactly. It's that, and that's how that's how they, that's how these companies make you know billions of dollars in revenue by interest. Like if if people if people were really out here, you know, paying paying their bills off monthly, then these companies wouldn't be making any money. Exactly. So I mean, you can. There's millions of people that are in you know that are in your situation and my situation, and you know what I've been able to change the way I view my finances and the uh-huh. way I look at it over uh, the last few years uh, and recently a lot, a lot, a lot within I would say the last six months. So so really within like the last half a year is when I really started to to read more about it. Like okay. read a lot of financial books. Um, one of the first two books I read uh, the first one, Rich Dad Poor Dad, very popular. Yes. Have you, have you read this? I've heard, I haven't, I haven't read it yet, but I heard about it. My dad has it, so I'm gonna check it out. Definitely check it out. It's it's still today. That book was written like 20 years 20 years ago, and it remains a, the number one financial book in the world. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'll tell that to anybody. If you're gonna start, you know, reading any type of financial books, you know, read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Uh, that changed the way I look at my money, my finances. Uh, the million, the millionaire. Next Door, another great book that really opened my eyes and let me realize, like when I was going back to like when I see someone, you know, driving um, in an Audi or Mercedes, uh-huh. um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of millionaires can live right next door to you and you'll never know, you know, because they're not loud. They're not flashy. Exactly. You know, they don't they don't invest their money in liabilities, only in assets, only things that are going to generate money for you mm-hmm. so that's those books really changed the way I, I look at finances and one of the the biggest things I learned all the all these books talk about it is the concept of paying yourself first mm-hmm. when you get your paycheck 
before before you pay you know everybody else before you pay your bills you know you set aside money for yourself you invest in yourself you put that money uh away uh-huh. uh into however you invest uh most common would be like you know some stocks or, uh-huh. or bonds index funds so you put that money away first first when you get it get it out the way you don't have to think about it and then you go on to pay your bills and then whatever's left over you have left over correct now, you know some people might say is um you know what if what if i don't have enough what if i don't have a left left over to cover x y or z well then that's that's what pushes you and drives you to to do something about your income to generate uh-huh. more income if you don't have a if you don't have enough income to pay yourself first um and then handle everything else you got to handle then you can there's no limit to how much money you can make uh-huh. you know there's a you can only you can only save so much right you can only budget so much um and budget is budgeting is great i mean it's a key concept and i'll, I'll never downplay i'm not trying to downplay budgeting but you can only cut corners so much exactly but there is no limit to how much how much money you can bring in uh-huh no. i agree with you 100 percent, man um so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna take a quick break uh so i can go ahead and get a word from our sponsors we'll get right back into it all right Do you want to start a podcast but don't know where to begin? Reach out to The Average Joe Media, a podcast traveling company. They bring their top-of-the-line equipment to you, record your episode, and edit it and email it back to you in just a couple of days. Monthly consultations also come with being a client as well along with affordable prices. All you have to do is talk and they will do the rest. Express yourself, speak your mind, and relax. Let us do the work for you. Go to www.theaveragejoemedia.com to book your session today. I, mean, I agree with 100%. Like, I was, it's just crazy because I was talking to a friend and I was telling her, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm working these two jobs. And she was like, make sure you pay yourself first before anything. Make sure, you know what I'm saying, you pay yourself first and then pay everything else you got to pay later. Because she was like, you need to make sure that you're straight first. Exactly. And so I wanted, I wanted to uh, bring this up. I'm about to look it up right now. So <clears throat> I got a girl, right? Okay. And, you know, yeah. we should... She about a couple years older than me. And so, you know, we thinking about, you know, eventually, you know, if everything works out, you know, having kids. Of so I went ahead and I told her this. I was on Instagram. Uh, shout out to uh, Orlando Media Group for posting this. And he, the, the picture says, just check my future child investment account. And it's almost $12,000 in it. They put $250 a month in it. And they don't plan on having a kid for another four years. So if everything goes as planned, their child will have $24,000 at birth. Passing, passing down head starts, not trauma. After the child is born, they're going to increase the amount to $500 a month and keep it till they're 18. So that means on their 18th birthday, they'll have $132,000 to their name. And then that'll be able to go to college, start a business or whatever they choose. And I, saw, I looked at that and I was like, yo, that's mass, that's mass smart. Like, I was like, I told my girl, I was like, granted, we got to do that. Exactly. Now, we, we may not be off to the same rate that they're at, uh-huh. but at least by the time they're 18, it's like, yo, depending on what college they go to, we could just pay straight cash. And I think that's also another thing that goes into it. If you could get out of college without no student debt. That's 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 major. That's, uh, that's major. That's, that's major. And there, there there's a book. There's a book out there. Uh, uh, I forgot the. It's a brother who wrote it. He uh, he works. Are you have, you have you heard the name Dave Ramsey? Yes. Okay. You know, yes. Dave, yes. He works like his in his network. Okay. And uh, he wrote a book about how to, you know, basically how to pay for college without debt, how uh-huh. to get out of college debt free. And I think society has made us believe one is that we need like you must go to college. You know, you need advanced degrees to be successful uh-huh. or you know to, to to be able to make an income to generate wealth and one that's not true and two 
the other thing is is that it's it's just okay to take on this to take on this debt to pay to pay for that education and so society has us thinking that it's it's okay to just go into this massive amount with, with the 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 deficit is a trillion dollars right now uh-huh. in, in student loans it's it's crazy um and it do, it's not something that has that has to be done i mean let, you can get grants scholarships uh-huh. you know if you're if you're not getting if you can't get a grant or a scholarship then as you were saying you know save save early um don't go to an out-of-state college don't pay out-of-state tuition you don't have to go you know to a big you know you don't have to go to cornell's um type school uh-huh. to get uh an education correct especially not one that's going to pay you uh give you a high-paying job i can't believe I, I hear all these stories about uh people that go so much into student loan debts 80 100 thousand uh-huh. dollars for degrees that when they come out of school and i personally know people that make a fraction of that you know if you if you go into debt you know for 120 140 thousand dollars and you know and the ceiling on your income for that particular degree is 30 40 50 thousand dollars like what what are you doing uh-huh. like you're just you're setting yourself up you know for for failure and then you're gonna you're gonna have that loan for so long and it's gonna make you it's gonna make it harder to obtain other things such as when it's time to purchase a house uh-huh. now on top of this massive student loan debt now you got this massive uh debt that's you know that's in your house and it become it can become like a so hard something that seems so hard to tackle and like something so hard that's that's overcome to overcome but like you said it starts off with that student loan debt that sets so many people up for failure mm-hmm. and um and i and include including myself um you know i i took out a huge student loan to to do the training that i needed to do to to be where i'm at you know now uh-huh. um and if i you know my my situation is is a is a little unique um in terms of like you know i had to go to school i had to get the training uh to do this job uh-huh. but i knew that at some point that it was going to pay over tenfold but still if i could go back and do it again then i would have really i would have done everything in my power that i could to obtain uh more scholarships or more grants to come out of that you know schooling without the amount of debt that I did. Yeah. So I would I would not do it over again the way I did. No I, way. I agree with you 100%, man. Like, even myself, like, so when I went to Florida A&M, I got an academic suspension and never went back. I got my associate, though, and I'm looking, everybody's like, yo, when you, do you want to go back to school? And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I want to go back because I was like, I don't want to go back into, I don't want to deal with want, that. You don't want to take, you don't want, you don't want to take on more. Like, exactly. And I'm sitting there going, like, I've seen almost all of my friends, except maybe, like, one or two, that has the degree and don't use it. And I'm like... What's the, what's the point? Thank you. Yeah, why, point? why would I want to, like... <laughs> so, I was like, the whole thing is, I'm like, okay, Florida a like, four and a half hours from my house. So, I'm like, do I really want to drive four and a half hours, uproot my life to where it's not like I'm working and got a job. I got to move four and a half hours all the way up there to go ahead and what finish the last year year and a half on right now i'm you know stable where i'm at now it was one point in my life where i was like okay if i can just when i didn't have as much bills i'm like all right let me just knock this out let me try to save four years so that way at least half all my bills pay for a year because that's that's another thing back then i had no real bills i got bills now i got i got a dope bills like (laughs) yeah the other the other month, I just wrote down all the bills that I had just, just when I was really working on my budget. So, like, really, so I could really understand, all right, how much money is really going to go out and, like, where are all my dollars going to. And I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, believe how much money comes out compared to only a few years ago. Uh, and most, a big contributing factor of that is student loans. Uh-huh. My, besides... Um, I rent, but besides my rent, uh, you know, by far, um, actually, actually, hold on. No, I take it back. I pay more in student loans than I do in my rent. That's crazy. Than I do in my rent. Because I got two student loans and them combined. 
now I do pay, I do pay more than the the minimum balance, uh-huh. but still, when I do that, you know, that's more than my rent. So imagine if I didn't have to do. Imagine, you know, if I could just free up that twelve hundred. I pay twelve hundred dollars, um, in student loans. If I could just free that up every month, you know, that's more money than I could invest every month. That money could be grown for me every single month. But I'm stuck here, you know, paying this balance off until it's gone because it's. it's it's not. It's not going anywhere. You know, you can't. You can't. You can't get rid of uh, federal student loans. Uh-huh. So that, that, that should stay. But you know, I made. I made that decision. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't regret. You know, the, the profession that I'm in. But I do wish that I could have went about it differently. And I. I really. I really hope that people, you know, learn and understand that you don't have to go into a great amount of debts. To, to make a great living Exactly yeah. I agree with you 100% man I want to get into this right here um, So I was looking on um, Clevergirlfinance.com And it was basically saying How to build Generation wealth And then how to pass it on Okay So this says How to build it Invest in stock market Okay Invest in real estate mm-hmm. Build a business To pass down mm-hmm. Take advantage of life insurance Invest in your child's education. Teach your children about personal finance. Mm-hmm. That's how to build it. And then how to pass it on is to create an estate plan, write a will, set up custodial accounts, mm-hmm. name beneficiaries for your accounts. I agree with most of what they said, especially when it comes to building a business. So, like, I got a business myself, basically, yeah. where Average Joe Media, where I just came up with the idea to where, like, let's say you want to start a podcast like like how we how we doing right now? Yeah. I'm bringing bringing my equipment to you. Yeah. I'm editing it. I'm sending it to you because can't everybody go to a studio? Right. So I got a few clients that you know I'm working on right now, and their podcast is already out and stuff like that. And it's like yo, nowadays, especially in this society, you got to have a full time job and you got to have a side hustle or a dream to make this work. Exactly. And I was like, I'm thinking like yo. I have full faith in myself that this is going to pop because I can't see myself working a nine to five forever working for the man who don't really care about, you know, my personal investment. Oh, well, I'm sick. Well, I need you to feel better. So you come to work like, no, 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 no. Exactly. And I, I want to be able to build some type of income that I can pass down to my kids to where maybe if they want to, they that way they have enough money to where they're set. And if they want to continue to be in school, if they don't, then I guess it just it dies with me. But they have that option. Right. It's something that you could pass down, and uh, t- talking about you know having your business, I, that's it's some you know all, with all the readings that I did, it's something that I that I notice you know also a lot of millionaires will have some type of business exactly, and it becomes a lot a big area where you where you make a lot of money is by not paying taxes exactly. And the wealthy do not pay taxes, which I think is fucked up, but you're right. <laughs> it, it, they they don't, um, and but there's ways. Cause there's just ways there's loopholes written everywhere to get around it and when i was when i was reading these books and these books that i'm reading have a lot of just data points and research and basically the research goes into talking about one is you know owning your own business and the tax write-offs that come with that uh-huh. and to go further down the line it comes down to you know in a way hiding your you're not in a way, you're really hiding your income, but you're doing it legally. Uh-huh. You're lowering your taxable income. So the the more write-offs that you have, and on paper, the lower you can lower that actual taxes that you that the federal government takes out, the more money you can keep. Uh-huh. And then that's how the wealthy really stay wealthy. Is they have these, um, you know, not even on paper. You know, they'll, they'll have a decent income, but. There, a lot of it is like it's like an iceberg. Uh-huh. You see a little bit on top, but below it is where the real mass is. You know, so that that's how people really keep keep money and to, to build that wealth. And to go on to the to those other topics you were talking about, invest, investing in the stocks and bonds, and you have index funds and uh, trade change funds. Ba- everything that basically has to do with the stock market. Uh-huh. The stock market is the number one place where people. Uh, make money like real money like you know real generate real wealth uh-huh. is, is in the stock market by investing uh in companies you know and that that's something that i started to do uh last last year you know outside of your you know your traditional 401k uh-huh. you know that's in the stock market but you know mo- most people that have a 401k at their job they really have no control it's just set correct you know, your company provides 
uh, a couple plans from you, a couple plans for you, and you just you just choose it, uh-huh. and then you just put money into it every month, or you, and your company gives you a match. But um, I'm talking about you know learning the stock market, which I always wanted to do, but I thought it was it goes back to the whole no one you know like me having this conversation with me exactly telling me that it can be done telling me that it's that it's not hard uh, it's not taboo that it's you know it's not only for the rich and wealthy Uh that you don't that you don't need thousands and thousands of dollars to get started because you don't um you know you you could get started with whatever you have five ten dollars hundred dollars as long as you stay consistent that's key Uh as long as you're going to put twenty fifty dollars a hundred dollars whatever you can afford you know, into it every month, uh-huh. and then continues to build. Um, and then, as your as your income con- income continues to grow, and you can contribute more, um, that's that's how you'll build that wealth. But it's something that I wish people would uh, take the time out and realize that the stock market isn't this crazy, like you know, scary place where people go to to gamble. It's it's not, it's not a gambling thing. Uh, it's where you go to get like real returns on your money. Like I'm talking like nine ten percent on average last year the stock market returned 30 percent so any anyone that had money in the stock market in stocks any anyone anyone last year that had their money in 2019 that had their money invested in you know like the the biggest companies in this country the s&p 500 anyone that had money invested in there they made 30 percent um on their money uh-huh. which is which is crazy you can't get no other types of returns on your money anywhere else no i agree with you man like I just be sitting there going like, look, like even now, like I be telling myself, I'm like, all right, I'm making sure I'm disciplined enough to at least between the two jobs, at least put on the on the full time job I got, at least put a hundred dollars aside every check, uh-huh. and on the part time job I got, at least put fifty dollars aside every okay. check, and just keep it in there. I have a savings account to where basically I uh, opened up an account with them, and I don't touch it. Like who'd you who'd you open your open your savings account with? Um, launch, launch credit union. Uh, a credit union. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've only I've only I've only had credit unions okay. my whole life. I was good. I was good. That's good because uh, a lot of the credit union credit unions and the smaller banks, uh, the online banks, uh, like Capital One, Ally, uh, they give you something on your return on uh-huh. your money. These these mega these mega cap banks and I learned this by reading for the longest. I had my money in Bank of America, uh-huh. a Bank of America savings account. That was literally giving me like point zero zero one percent. That ain't nothing. Which is nothing. But at the time, I wasn't really thinking about uh-huh. it. I was like, "All right, I know I got to save. I know I got to put some money, you know, every month into this account and not touch it." But I wasn't thinking like they're not giving me anything. And it wasn't until I started reading, until I started realizing that these other credit unions and these other smaller banks are giving out one point eight, two percent, or or more interest. On their money, it's like, why, why, why do I have this Bank of America? So as soon as I learned that, the next day I went into Bank of America, I took my money out, and I closed my account. Nah, I definitely, I'm definitely with you on that, man. Like I sat there, I was like, let me start. Even though I just turned like 30 last year, so and I turned 31 this year, but I'm still like, you know, it ain't, it's never too late. Let no. me start. I may not have a head start like everybody else. No, but it's 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 never too late. Uh, the you know, you know the best day to start investing is yeah when you're 21, but you know the second best day is is tomorrow. Exactly. That, that, that's all. That's all you can do. I mean, I myself wish I started earlier that I had this knowledge, and the best thing I could do is is you know to pass it on. Like you know, I'm telling my little brother who just turned 21 uh, a few days ago, and I'm just like, hey, like I'm I'm giving him that information that I have now, and I and I'm showing him. You know the accounts that I have now, and I'm like, you know, by the time you get my age, you know, I'm I'm thirty, I'll be thirty-two later on this year. By the time my age, you could you could have three, four times this. Uh-huh. If you start, you know, at your age, like I said, you know, that's the biggest thing is is time. The more time you have, the more time you have that uh, you know, that wealth to 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 continue to build. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, one of the the biggest things you can do is to create a avenue of passive income yep um now you mentioned real estate that's that's one way now some people might not view real estate as completely passive um when it comes to real estate you know that's something you still have to upkeep 
so you have to you know upkeep with your um with your tenants you got to make sure something in there if something pops off that's something you got to handle now the 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 key to running like a a rental property is is a property manager you know you you got to spend the money to to get a decent property manager that can handle those things on your behalf so you're not constantly worrying about that um that's that's one way um one the other avenue that i took is through stocks um and through something called uh dividend dividend investing uh -huh. so i invest in companies that pay me a dividend so they they pay me money to hold on to their stock so i don't i don't have to sell these stocks to make money they're paying me to hold on to it so that's a paychecks i get paychecks every month so i i get paychecks i get paychecks every month from these companies uh that i hold and what what it doesn't matter what the stock price is doing whether it's going up or down um you know they still pay out uh their dividends so you know when i'm sleeping or i'm here whatever i'm doing you know i'm eating that's something that i don't have to worry about i don't uh -huh. have to physically work for that money that's a that's one more revenue of income that i have that i completely don't have to do you know anything for my money is invested into it and then my money is then working for me mm -hmm. it's not the other way around and that's key like i'm determined now as i'm older and i'm thinking like yo i'm really ready to settle down have a family to make sure i get my credit right because i don't want to get married without me being not want to say somewhat stable but at least where my credit is not right you feel me like i don't want to sit there and be and be married to where like let's say because i realized from my friends who got married like they couldn't get a house because the the girl's credit was good but the man's credit was shot does that make sense no it makes it makes perfect sense. i mean it's important i mean uh and not on top of just getting a house but how much you know how much you have to pay uh -huh. you know in interest is uh -huh. a lot of times you know it goes based on your credit score so my credit score was was it, it was at one point but then in my like mid-20s i didn't i didn't give a fuck like honestly i i didn't i wasn't really i wasn't in tune with like my finances or my credit score mm -hmm. you know I, I knew i met i made money and you know i made you know i was, I was making okay money so i spent money um and now you know recently i started to build my credit score up to um it got it was it was it wasn't like terribly low but it was like in the low low 600s maybe like mid maybe mid fives mm -hmm. and now it's almost into the mid sevens okay so um one thing that helped me out with that is you you got credit karma yes credit, yeah credit karma is a great app app to use um so it but it takes it takes time it takes time it, it takes time to build it back up but once 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 you build it back up you you'll never let that happen again you'll never let it happen again and you're talking about you know going to relationships and uh having a good credit is important uh being not starting a relationship um and especially when you talk about marriage um so i've been dating my girlfriend uh we've been together well we just had a one-year anniversary okay we met we met uh almost like five years ago okay so you know it's a it's a serious relationship that i want to you know one day you know i'm, I'm hoping that it goes into it's a marriage uh -huh. right so you one thing that i don't want to do one one thing one thing that i don't want to do is start a new you know go or go into a marriage with a ton of debt uh -huh. correct so I, I feel like you're just starting off on the wrong foot um go, going into marriage let's i i have my own debt uh she has hers she definitely doesn't have as much student loans as i do so i want to pay that pay a considerable amount down before you know i start that 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 journey because as soon as you get married you know you're either going to be you know living living together living in a house or you're going to be buying a home so a lot of and a home is one of the biggest purchases you'll ever make in your life uh -huh. like i said you know that's it's something else that you're going to go into into to most probably 90 percent of people going to you know go take on more debt for is their mortgage so i'm thinking like you know damn like i got I got the student loan debt. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to go 
create this bond in marriage because then my debt is your debt um you know and i and i get it um you know it's a marriage i mean relationships are it's a team thing mm -hmm. but still i don't i don't want to put that that on like you know someone else like you know, exactly this is, this is our debt that that we have to pay down so i, I want to pay down a, you know a good chunk of it you know you know before i stake take that next step does that make sense that makes perfect sense man i agree 200 percent. because like the one thing i don't want to do is like you said like maybe i'm straight and she's not straight or like i don't have no loans and then you know i'm working on paying her loans and i'm th thinking it back like damn like you know you got like eighty thousand dollars worth of student loans like yo what like, <laughs> <laughs> like we gotta work on this like you know what i'm saying so i feel you i definitely uh i feel you 100 percent. so i want to touch on this and then after that we're gonna wrap it up like so the one thing i realized when it comes to like credit right is comes to what when it comes to credit okay is like they want us to pay it down but they don't want us to pay it down all at once you know like if you have a balance yeah so let's say for example right so let's say because this happened to like i was i was this happened to this one person when i was in like this uh this finance this finance group chat on like facebook he had like a six thousand dollar credit limit Okay. And he owed like six thousand on it, okay. and then he just like I guess when he got his taxes, he just paid it all off, mm -hmm. and it hurt his credit instead of it hurt his credit. And eventually, helped his credit back over time. But I guess because he didn't naturally pay it down at once, his credit took a bigger hit than if he would have just paid it down over time. If that makes sense. Now hold on, are you sure? Did he pay? Did he pay it off and then close it? No, he just paid it off. He didn't close it. He didn't close it. He just paid it off. Okay, so that. I don't I don't I don't know why I I don't know why that would that hurt his credit. Um one if you do close it that will Correct. You'll, you'll yeah, that yeah. If you close yeah, the account. That'll hurt. Because uh, a big part of your credit score is, you know, how much how much credit utilization you have. Mm -hmm. So the lower it is, the better your credit score is. Mm -hmm. So if he if he paid it all down, um that that's a, I don't know why that. Happened. I'm my assumption I'm guessing is because I think this is just me. This is just me speculating. I think that maybe what they want to see is consistent payments over time, as opposed to just right. That that is that that is one of the things that affect your credit score is the amount of payments, consistent payments. Mm -hmm. like you said because one, you know, once you if you miss one, correct. You know, it, dep it depends on how much payments you have, mm -hmm. but it doesn't take long for. You to start going into the into the red. Exactly. I mean, it only takes two or three misses, and then your credit can start to get shot or fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, but the if he didn't have a lot of payments, um, that could affect his credit score. The more payments that you have, um, you know, the as long as you're making them on time, the, you know, the better your credit score is. But um, like you said, you know, the com of course the companies they want you to keep that credit line open. They want you to pay every month. But the way that you beat that is, is by, um, just not having a balance. Mm -hmm. pay, yeah, sure. Pay 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 a credit payment every month, but just make sure you don't have a balance, and and, and that's the key. As long as you're not rolling over any interest, then you're then you're fine. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I just wanted to touch on that, man. We're gonna wrap it up. I greatly appreciate you getting on. Uh, you, this is definitely uh, you know a little different. I wanted to just. Like, you know, we, we're, we're just two regular people, man. And I, I just wanted to enlighten people to be like, look, us as a community, like, you, it's never too late to change the narrative. It's not. Uh, it's, never, it's never too late. Uh, one of the biggest things is just, you know, invest in yourself, like we were talking about earlier. Invest in yourself. Pay yourself first. You know, do your due diligence. You know, do the, do the research. You know, do the reading. It's, 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 not, it's not as difficult as as one may think you know uh it may seem like a lot because you know you don't you haven't really never talked about it. you never you never looked it up no one ever explained it to you uh in terms of like making making good investments or how to manage your money but once you get that knowledge uh in you you you'll see the changes um in your life and how you how you live and how you know money starts to free up and it's not a constant a constant thing on your mind um you know thinking about you know can i can i buy this or can i spend this uh you know am i going to make it into the fifth or or, or what have you mm -hmm. so that's that's no way to live so <clears throat> i got this new segment right that i'm trying out basically just called i don't know if i'm gonna call it like the thought process or the closing thought but pretty much you know 
any last remarks that you got. And mine is just pretty much like, yo, man, they're not going to do it. So we got to do it ourselves. Like I'm saying, I want to hold each of us accountable for everybody, everybody in the black community to if even if we don't get to the level to at least pass the knowledge down. So that way the next generations and generations have it. So it may be our, our generation may not get there, but. The next generation will. Like you know what I'm saying, it used to be one point in time where we had a black Wall Street and I want us to get back to that. But in order for us to get back to that, we gotta think smarter. Like you know what I'm saying, even when it comes to the athletes, like we said earlier, like if we see if we if we get all this money at once, let's invest it right. So that way it's a a, a bigger population of us having generational wealth, so then that way they can hire their own people and then all of us can get on as opposed to just a tiny fraction of us. Right. Um I agree 100%. You know, it starts it starts with us and the only thing that we can do is uh pass that information, continue continue to go go after it. Like you know, we like you said no one's going to give it to us. No one's going to give you anything. You got to you got to obtain that information for yourself. Uh you got to you got to take it upon yourself to um just want to do better in general uh-huh. uh to increase your knowledge. And once you get that, then it's also your responsibility to, to pass it on you know exactly. if, if you see someone if you see someone making the wrong choices if you see someone you know just investing in the wrong things investing and in, uh things that uh depreciate you know cars you know you know clothes jewelry they're, they're worried about the wrong things uh-huh. they're not building anything tangible anything that's not gonna um you know make make their money or, or keep their money um those are those are important things to to remember so the biggest thing I would say is, you know, start. If you haven't started now, uh, you know, the best time is to start tomorrow. And then once you do get that information, uh, continue to pass it on. So, uh, like you said, so we can have that type of, you know, Black Wall Street uh, once again. And we can have things uh, that are ours, that we that we own. Oh, facts, man. Um, once again, man, I greatly appreciate you getting on, man. Um, you got any social media you want to add or... Oh, thank, thanks for having me on. No, I, I'm not. I'm not big into uh, social media. Okay. I got a, I got a Facebook, but I'm not on Instagram or or Twitter or Bet. any of that type of stuff. So, All right. Yeah. Um. Once again, y'all, you already know where to follow me, man. Uh, Average JTPC. That's the Instagram. The TOAJ podcast. That's the Twitter. I'm going to be. Uh. That's just, this is one of my goals for season two is to be have more of a social social media influence so or social media following so you know that's the plan so you know um you already know man y'all can uh leave me a rate a share a like a subscribe a review <laughs> in the apple podcast like you know what i'm saying like i believe in y'all i know that i have the following i just want the social media following tour y'all can share this and this and this this can go viral because this was some good content we out here today you know what I'm saying? Like, this is stuff that, you know, most people don't know. And we went ahead and, you know, we're sharing we're sharing our knowledge with y'all. So, I, once again, man, I greatly appreciate y'all, man. Y'all, I know, y'all know I love y'all, man. Um, y'all just keep listening. I'm going to keep putting out the content. Season 2 is going to be crazy. Be on the lookout for that. The merchandise is going to be revealing soon, man. Um, I, I appreciate all the support. Um, I be getting people... Like, I have this one person from the Bahamas hit me up and was asking me that, you know, he's been a fan and wanted to know, like, you know, how to start a podcast and everything like that. So, once again, uh, Average Joe Media, if y'all have any questions, concerns, and y'all want to start a podcast but don't want to go to the studio, I'm bringing my equipment to y'all. And then I'll go ahead, knock it out, edit it for y'all. I just want to help people get on, man, because you can definitely make money off of this. You just got to be, you got to be dedicated. Nothing's given to you. Everything's earned. You feel me? So, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. John 316. Peace. It's a different kind of city when you live in right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start